Hi, girlies. Welcome back to another episode of the Globe Secrets Podcast. My name is Alicia Gogan, the host of the Globe Secrets Podcast, where I help you expand your mind and become more self-aware so that you can glow up into the best version of yourself, because that is what we are all about here on the podcast, my TikTok, Instagram, all of the things. And if you're a guy and you listen to this podcast as well, please don't get offended by me saying, hey, girlies. It's really just something that I'm vibing with right now. I'm sure it's going to change in a few months. You know how you just like get this like lingo and you stick with it for a while. Right now it's girlies. Um, It was besties for a bit. I still kind of use that interchangeably. But anyways, please just don't get offended by that. (laughs) So today I'm going to be talking about daddy issues. I feel like it's something that I have learned that I've had to work through and I also feel like talking to you guys on my TikTok and Instagram or even the podcast, I've realized that majority of us honestly have daddy issues and listen, it is not something to feel ashamed about and it's also not something to just think that only a specific type of person has like especially women I'm going to be talking more about like the woman's side honestly just because I'm going to be talking about my own experience um but regardless I just think I feel like it's so taboo and a lot of people say like oh if she's a hoe like she's got daddy issues but daddy issues are not just for the hoes okay like they for the regular degular girls who are just trying to make it in life (laughs) So I feel like it's this is the episode that we need to talk about this. And like I said, I will be giving you guys my own personal like backstory. Now I've talked about my relationship that I had or didn't really have with my father in past episodes, but I am going to kind of bring that back into this episode and hopefully you guys maybe will resonate or I can give you some tips at the ends of this podcast or near the end I'm going to give you kind of like the process in which I found myself being able to kind of heal um, my my daddy issues I guess or whatever you want to call it Um, and how I learned how to stop becoming a match to men who kind of triggered these daddy issues within me I guess so I want to bring it back a little bit to maybe like I want to say maybe a year or two ago I would say no I'm going to say about like two or three years ago, I started to really realize just how impactful the relationship that I had with my dad actually affected me and how I looked at myself and how I treated myself and how I also um, how I also was in relationships and the type of men that I was dating and who I was attracting in my life really. I felt like I've always heard the term daddy issues and never really understood it, which is kind of blows my mind because my whole life I've been dealing with like daddy issues and just the effect that he's had on me. And so when I realized that like a few years ago, it's like, holy, I do have daddy issues. But again, it's not something to be ashamed of. It's just to kind of like realize like, yeah, you you probably have issues probably with maybe your mother as well. I have those as well. But Um, it's to realize that you have them and that's totally fine and let's work through them and see what we can do about it. So what inspired me, I guess, to talk about this subject? I mean, there's always a lot of reasons why I think it's important to talk about this, but I just felt like looking at the past, let's say 
like three years of my life or even beyond, let's say even like five years, my my track record with men in terms of dating them and in actual relationships has been the same type of this the same type of man. But like obviously like I've dated a lot of different types of guys, but it kind of had it always had the same theme. And I started to realize that even if I was just going on dates with guys, I started to realize that the type of guy that I was dating or I was in a relationship with was the type of guy who never really fully saw me or didn't really show interest the way I wanted them to, like how I deeply, deeply needed somebody to see me. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to bring this back a little bit quickly, a recap on, on my relationship that I had with my father. He was very strict. He was very emotionally unavailable when I was young. On the flip side, my mom was a complete opposite, so thank God for her, but usually the person that you can't get close with the most in your life is going to have the most impact on your your life. Now, that it's not always the case, but it definitely can be, so for him, he definitely left a big mark on me, and um, he was somebody that I could never really get close with. And I remember, I can recall a lot of times in my childhood just really wanting that closeness with him and kind of taking whatever he gave me as, you know, love. And I had to be okay with that because I wasn't getting anything else. So he wasn't the type of, he wasn't the type of man that when I would come home, he'd be asking me how my day was. Instead, I'd be coming home and he'd be yelling at me to go do like an hour worth of dishes that he mainly would have been the one to dirty all the dishes type thing. And he would be like, oh, well, you, you just need to learn discipline and, you know, kids need to be doing chores and this, that. Like he was just, a, he was very much so a tyrant. And I don't want to paint this really, really bad picture about him because really at the end of the day, like this was a man who he got raised by his parents the same way that he was raising me and I can't really completely fault him at that of course I had I definitely deserved better as a child but it is what it is now like obviously I've I've grown and and learned from everything that I've been treated as like from my father so he was the type of man who didn't really see me, right? Like I said, I would come home and he just, he wasn't very interested in anything that I did in my day or whatever. Or he, after I would do dishes, if we had to go somewhere, he kind of would just like tell me where we're going. And I just had to sit in the car and be quiet and kind of just like listen and, and not really talk or, or, express my emotions if I wanted to be around my mom more because she was more loving. He would kind of yell at me to like get in the car and you know like stop showing emotion like stop crying and wanting to see your mom like let's go we got to go do things da 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 things like that right just very very strict and i found that in the the guys that i was dating now were they treating me like that on the surface like um i guess on the outside technically no but but as i started getting into these relationships these subtle hints of my father would come out like I was with guys who again like they weren't really asking me about my day or wondering about my family history or how I'm feeling and now listen I know men are not necessarily the best at asking about these things but there are definitely men who 
are very emotionally mature and can totally do that. So girlies, we, we don't need to tell ourselves that men just can't do this. They definitely can. But I just found that I was just always with men who I felt like I was the one just catering to all of their needs. I was the one that was always asking them questions about them. I was the one that was always being there. Now I'm the type of woman, I guess, or even friend that I'm going to be kind of like there and I'm going to listen to you and I want to listen to you. But of course, like I need that reciprocated. And back in the day when I was dating any of these guys, I totally ignored the feeling within me that really, really wanted them to see me and wanted to, wanted them to ask me how I was and not just ask me just so that I could ask them for them to like truly want to know me like inside and out. And it didn't help. It, it just really didn't make me feel good. It didn't feel like I ever had a deep, deep connection with these men. And that's what I wanted so badly. And I was not getting that, but I also was ignoring that. Like I felt it within me, but I wanted love so desperately. So I just took whatever that I could. And that's the same type of thing that I did with my dad. It's like he didn't give me, he wasn't really acknowledging me or asking me about my life or really showed me that he really was interested. But any little subtle like him showing he cared a little tiny bit, I took that and I ran with it. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, dad really loves me, da, da, da. And sure, you could say that he did. But at the end of the day, it's like, it was a bare minimum. And what did I do in my relationships? I accepted the bare minimum. And at my own expense, because at the end of the day, I just felt like shit all of the time because I just didn't feel seen. And so I feel like it's important to start to realize the type of relationship that you had with your father or even with your mother. It doesn't have to be your father, but I'm just talking about daddy issues today because you are going to start to see those types of relationships reflect in in your reality right now. Every man that I have ever been with, I didn't fully feel deeply connected to. And I just thought it was, honestly, I just thought it was like them. And now part of it was them, but part of it was there was an energy within me. There was a suppressed part within me that I wasn't even wanting to look at because it hurt too much. And because that resided within me as an energy frequency, I'm now still becoming a match to the same type of guys that are going to show me what I'm trying to not see, which is I'm feeling unseen. I'm feeling unheard. I'm feeling unloved. I'm feeling not acknowledged. So I'm going to get more into that and how to like not become a match to this type of stuff. Sorry, these types of um, men that are going to keep reinforcing the same thing that your maybe your father reinforced in you when you were younger but it's it's really just to become more aware of what type of relationship did I have with my father did he see me did he acknowledge me did he want to know about me and maybe starting to see even if you don't really know like just starting to look at the relationships in your patterns and the types of guys that you have been dating in your life are they showing interest in you why are they not showing interest in you? Are you the type that are that's just giving and giving and giving and giving? And it's to the point where you know deep down that you are feeling unheard. And if you are, then it's like, okay, we need to take a better look as to why. Why are you becoming a match to the same type of men? And why are you not listening to your, honestly, your emotional guidance system? And this is also a good time to kind of understand attachment styles. Now, I'm not going to go into depth about it because I don't have like a lot of uh, knowledge, I guess, about technically like the uh, the different types of attachments that you can have with your caregivers. But I'll just like quickly touch on that. And I'm also going to recommend a book called The Power of Attachment by um, Diane Heller. 
you can find that book on my Amazon shop if you click the link in my bio on my Instagram or my TikTok and you can go and you can find book recommendations that I have curated for you guys. That book is in there and I think it's really important for you to read up on attachment styles. Now, I don't think it's so important to label yourself as like having this specific attachment style. I don't think it's like that necessary and I think that we, depending on the type of relationship that you had with your parents, like you might have like like bits and pieces of different types of attachment styles. So basically like to have a, a healthy, normal relationship with somebody, like especially like romantic, doesn't have to be, but let's talk about romantic here, is to just have a secure attachment style, which is just resulting, like I said, from having a caregiver who is responsive to your needs and emotionally available. So for me, of course, I didn't really have that attachment style as secure with my father because he was very uh, like emotionally unavailable. He wasn't really responsive to my needs. And when I mean needs, I mean, if I'm young, like very, very young and I'm crying and I want something instead of him, like working through that with me, he's just, he's yelling at me and telling me to stop crying because that's what, that's not what he wants me to do. But like when I'm a a child, like I need somebody to allow me that space to cry, things like that. And so what I have to do is now I have to suppress that part within me that really wants to cry. And now I'm identifying as a child who doesn't cry, but that's not fully me. And then I'm going to go through life suppressing this part within me and wondering why I feel like crap all the time. So it's to really, again, like you got to kind of be curious to the type of relationship that you had with your parents growing up. And now the other types of attachment styles, which is kind of like if you don't have a secure attachment style with your with your parent and somebody who's really holding space for you and is really there for you, then you're probably going to have an insecure attachment style. And that is basically resulting from a caregiver who is unresponsive to your needs and your and is emotionally unavailable. So some of them can be avoidant attachment style, um, anxious or ambivalent. They kind of go hand in hand or disorganized. Now, again, I'm not going to go deeply into that, but I will say that my attachment style is more on the anxious or like ambivalent And these types of attachment styles can look like being anxious when you aren't with your partner, which I definitely, I definitely had when I was a lot younger. Like, you know, like if as soon as even if your partner like says all the right things or makes you feel like they're there for you, as soon as they leave, you're feeling very anxious because you don't know if they're going to um, basically leave you or change up because you are so attached to that person because you're attached to absolutely just anything that will get you any type of feeling of love because that's what you're dying to have. And it's so important that we have that type of connection with, with somebody. So if they leave, you're kind of wondering like, will I ever get that back? Because you barely got that in childhood. And that was kind of like the same thing for me. It's like, I really, really didn't get that from my father. So, I mean, I didn't really know the next time that I was getting that. So very, very anxious, ambivalent, not really knowing when you're going to get something. Um, Another thing is like needing a lot of reassurance that the relationship is okay. Again, another thing, it's like, I don't know how you're going to um, be the next time that I see you. And this is another thing that had come up a lot with my father because some days he'd be, he'd be chill and I would kind of get a little bit of love from him. But then some days he would just be like very, very grumpy and just very strict and just be kind of yelling at me. And so I didn't really know like how how my relationship was with him. And of course, I'm going to start to feel that with other people. It's like, 
I I need to know at all times that our relationship is good so that I can feel calm because I'm already in this state of fight or flight from my first, one of my very first, very important relationships. And that was with my father that created a very fight or flight um, vibe, I guess. (laughs) I don't know why I call that vibe. It's not a vibe. (laughs) It's definitely not a vibe. Another, another way that this could look like is seeing any negativity as a sign that the relationship is not good. A normal, secure attachment style or relational, um, type of style with somebody is to know that you know somebody's gonna have bad days and that's okay and you're gonna know that even if your partner has a bad day that doesn't mean that it's anything about you or that your relationship is um, on the rocks or anything like that but when you don't have that consistency with a parent and knowing that even if they have a bad day they're gonna come to you the next day and be like this has nothing to do with you. I love you. Like I'm there for you. And like, you know, dad has bad days or mom had, has bad days. Like I wasn't getting that from my dad. It's just, he had a bad day and I felt like, Oh, okay, well I guess I don't deserve this love right now. And then the next day I, maybe I do and I don't and this, that it's like, it's very confusing for a child. So it's just, it's the inconsistency that's going to create this feeling of like, I need reassurance to make sure that I am in the right relationship. And another way would be just not knowing how to regulate your own like mood and emotions and instead you're becoming fully dependent on that other person. And that was another thing that oh, I was really, really bad at when I was in some of my relationships. I mean, as I got older, I got better at this. But man, if if I didn't know things were going good with, with the guy that I was dating and on top of that, if they were in a bad mood then or like they weren't treating me like how they normally would treat me my whole day would go to shit like literally i couldn't think straight i was so stressed out i would be texting them i'd be you know when you when you message a guy and they start to give you different type of energy and and i feel like as women we pick up on that so quickly and I, and this is not to say that we are not wrong for that like most of the time when we know that the energy is off it's because the energy energy is off and they're moving some type of way like seriously so it's not to like fault myself or or fault anyone who feels like that but again sometimes in a secure normal healthy relationship somebody is gonna have their vibe is just gonna be off and it has nothing to do with you and that's important to know but it's like when we don't have that experience being in a type of relationship where it's still safe even if the vibe is off for one day it's gonna it's gonna throw you for a freaking loop and that's how it was for me a lot of the times and oh my gosh it would just it would throw off my whole day I couldn't think straight I couldn't act right there was nothing that I could do like even if if I was if I was um, messaging a, a guy or if I was in a relationship and something was just off like I remember some of the times like my mom would just tell me like, oh, just like go hang out with your friends and get your mind off of it. I was like, what do you mean? I cannot get my mind off of this. And you kind of get down on yourself because you're like, this is so almost like embarrassing and so annoying to the fact that like I shouldn't be this obsessed with this person and how they're acting right now. Like I should be able to go um, focus on something else. But when you are so, when you have this very, very anxious or just insecure attachment style with, with other people, it is very hard for you to just go hang out with your friends and ignore what, what you're feeling. So if you have ever been there, I totally understand that you definitely can work through that. It's just, oh my gosh, it's that, that just really goes to show like 
okay, something is off here. If I'm feeling so dysregulated and I'm only regulated and I'm only happy when when my my partner is in this in this specific mood, then there is an issue because we all know that realistically people have ups and downs and you are going to be on a forever a forever roller coaster if your mood is dependent on other people, especially your partner. And that is something that I had to really, really work on with myself because, um, yeah, it again, it literally would throw my whole day off like insane. And nobody wants to be like that. Like at the end of the day, like especially some of the women who listen to me around even my age, maybe younger or even older, we are all on a journey of self-discovery and just trying to glow up into the best version of ourselves and trying to be um, independent while also like having healthy relationships and I know we don't want to be like that in that mindset. Like we don't want to be tied up in our heads about some guy because they're just moving a specific way that day. It's not healthy and we know that. So that's basically all I will say about the attachment styles. Like I said, definitely get the book called The The Power of Attachment. You can really kind of understand attachment styles better. Um, And I think it's just really important to just know the type of person that you are in a relationship and why you are the way that you are. And that's looking into the past and you're looking at these first deep relationships that you had or did not have with your caregivers. That's going to be the most, these are the most impactful relationships that you will have in your life because you come into this world completely dependent on these people. So very important to know, like I said, read that book. And let's continue on. So now I want to talk more about how I stopped becoming a match to these men who really didn't see me or acknowledge me the way that I wanted to and all of these things. So I'm going to I'm going to break it down into like three steps that I kind of looked back and realized like this is kind of the the healing process or just the process that I had to kind of go through in order to fully see what was going on with me and how to kind of step out of this same type of pattern of thinking and the beliefs that I held around things. So let's get into step one, which is to surrender. This is very, very crucial and something that many of us might be, or many of you might be feeling a little bit resistant to, but it's to stop denying that there is a part of you that does not feel seen from that caregiver, aka your father. So again, this is kind of just my own personal story, but I had to I had to look at myself in the mirror and be very honest with the type of relationship that I ended up having with my father, which was he didn't see me. He didn't acknowledge me the way that I needed to. He didn't show me the love and affection that I needed from a father. I wasn't even really aware of that, but even when I started to become very aware that he just wasn't that type of father for me, I didn't really acknowledge it. I didn't really allow myself to sit in almost that sadness, which again, it sounds very counterproductive for me to tell you to sit in this negative emotion, but we move through life a lot of the times and this is what happens in childhood is your father doesn't see you the way that he should. That creates a very, very 
deep, sad feeling within you. When you're a child, you don't know how to resolve this feeling. There's nobody there to explain to you that, hey, your father, he doesn't see you because of this. He has his own traumas. It has nothing to do with you. Like there's no parent walking you through this feeling, let alone are you even able to explain this type of feeling to another parent or whatever the case is because you're so young. So what you do as a child, your young little self is you learn how to cope the best way you know how. So what are you going to do? You're going to suppress that part within you. You're going to just pretend as if, not even pretend, but just kind of disassociate from that feeling of rejection. Because that's really what it is, right? It's like, I feel rejected, but I don't know how to deal with this. So I'm going to push that apart away from me. I don't want to even look at that. So it's very hard for us to kind of sit with that. But the problem is, is that feeling of rejection is still within us. It's still within you. It resides within you, but it's very, very suppressed. And the problem with that is if you believe in in kind of the law of attraction, the law of mirroring, we are all energy, like attracts like, not only, like I've talked about this before, are you going to start to become a match to um, people in your life just to kind of just depending on your energy frequency in terms of like your your positive thoughts, but it's also going to be those those negative thoughts, the the feelings that you have suppressed within your subconscious mind that you don't want to look at, that is still residing within you and you are still matching up to people who are going to mirror that same type of frequency, that same energy within you. That is why you continue to become a match to men who reject you and don't see you. And this is literally the key for you to understand and why it's important for you to actually go into this feeling of rejection because you're not going to be able to stop becoming a match to men who reject you if you don't learn how to transform this feeling of rejection in the first place from negative more into that positive energy. And this is what I really had to understand is like, I need to surrender to the feeling of yes, you know what? I don't feel seen. I feel rejected. And to be honest, quite frankly, all of the relationships that I've been in, I've felt rejected. I felt like the guy didn't see me. I felt like I wasn't being heard. Most likely I was becoming a match to all of these men because I had this residing within me and I wasn't wanting to even look at it or accept it. And this can come in a form of literally crying it out and journaling it out or talking it out and just allowing yourself to just give the part of you that felt rejected or feels rejected space. You got to remind yourself that this is I look at this part within me that feels rejected or feels sad as my inner child because you look back at your your earliest memories and that's what it is. It's like your young self just feels very, very rejected. And it's for you, instead of running away from that feeling, it's to turn to yourself and look at yourself in the mirror and, and be like, I see you. I'm with you right now. Yeah, I, I get it. You feel rejected and you were rejected. And I'm going to allow you to feel, feel that and cry it out. And you can totally feel that. It is totally fine to feel this negative emotion right now because that is your truth right now. And again, it might feel a little bit like, why would I want to sit in this rejection? But in order for you to work through this, you have to acknowledge it, which means you have to look at this feeling in its face and sit with it and acknowledge it. And this is all, this is what inner child work is all about. This is what parts work and shadow work is all about. If you don't know what parts work is, it's basically you're getting in touch with the parts of you that you have been suppressing and rejecting you don't want to look at. But it's important, like I said, that you work through these things because they're going to start to come out in your life. And like I said, you're going to start to become a match to men because this is what happens. 
The universe loves to teach you lessons. The universe loves to bring people in your life so that you can learn about yourself. It's, it's like a full 360 degree mirror. And so you will bet your ass you will be becoming a match to people, places, and circumstances. And, and you can learn a lot from these people because you can bet that there are some parts within you that are residing that match into that same frequency. So very important for you to sit and just surrender. And again, like I said, cry it out, journal, talk it out, whatever it is. All right. Step two is showing up for yourself. This is something that I was able to do once I actually acknowledged the fact that I had a part within me that was deeply hurting. It's very hard for you to show up for yourself and to actually set boundaries or do the things that your inner child really needs you to start stepping up to do in in your current life right now if you don't do that surrendering and actually look at yourself for who who it is completely that you are and all of these ranges of emotions and your shadow and your parts like all of these things so uh, it's very important that you do that first step but after I did the first step of just surrendering I was I was able to start to uh, like actually show up for myself which was listening to the gut feeling that I had when I was on dates with men or when I was just in my relationships and I started to feel that feeling of coming up like okay he's talking about himself so much right now and like I feel not seen at all and he's not asking any questions about me and like I really want him to ask me questions about me and like I'm feeling very put to the side and I'm feeling like oh everything that I'm saying I'm doing is all for him and that's when you really start to you start to notice that feeling start to come up like that's you becoming very aware just that awareness alone allows you to be able to okay you know what I'm going to start showing up for myself by setting some type of boundary here by expressing to maybe somebody that this is how I'm feeling or just you even even not even having to express it just to acknowledge that this feeling is now coming up. You are showing up for your inner child because this is your inner child right now coming up into this situation of not feeling seen, feeling rejected, feeling abandoned, feeling pushed away. And you are now instead of pushing that feeling down and instead putting your attention back onto that other, that, that man or that other person, you are now acknowledging, oh yeah, okay, I feel this right now. I feel this. And I truly think this is the actual way to build confidence and self-trust within you. I get a lot of questions on my TikTok about how do I build confidence or I don't trust myself, da, da, da. Self-distrust comes from this very thing of you feeling this emotion of feeling rejected, let's say in a situation, and instead of you sitting with that feeling and acknowledging it, you suppress it and you you bring your energy to that person. You doing that over and over and over again. It's not to feel ashamed that this is the type of um, relationship that you've been having with yourself, but it's to recognize that this is where distrust comes from. You have a lot of parts within you that don't trust you to stand up for you or for these parts or for you to acknowledge that they're even there because all of your life you've been suppressing them and rejecting these feelings because they're not good feelings. Of course you have been. It, It literally... For you to, to allow this feeling of rejection to come up is for you to actually acknowledge that you are being rejected right now. And like, who wants to feel that? <laughs> so I totally understand. But like I said, with the first step, I, I promise you that, oh my gosh, it's such a different feeling and a different, you, you just feel like you got yourself when you actually just acknowledge 
that you have feelings of negative emotion. And the more that you kind of catch the feelings that come up in a situation like let's say with this date where I'm feeling like he's not really hearing me or whatever and I'm I'm catching that I'm feeling like this, the more that you start to do that, the better that you'll be able to actually vocally express your feelings to another person. Now, if you're on a first date and you're feeling not seen, like are you going to be like, "Uh, oh, I don't I don't feel like you see me right now." Like <laughs> no, but let's say you're in a in a relationship, you know, and these feelings are coming up and let's say, you know, or you're just close to somebody enough that you feel like comfortable saying something, you actually will have your own back and be like, "Listen, this is kind of how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling like I I'm not fully like being seen by you. I, I feel like maybe you're you're not fully interested. Like just learning how to have conversations with with men this way. And again, I mean, depending on the man, like maybe he's not the man that's ever really gonna have this conversation with you. I'm not saying that you're gonna be able to have this type of conversation with every man, that's for sure. Nor should you, but <laughs> It's it's the fact that the more, like I said, you keep showing up for yourself, the more you'll be able to actually vocally say these things and communicate properly with, with men. Because like I said, in a secure attachment style, in a healthy relationship, there should be space for you to express these types of things. So you will be able to start to find your voice, which is so beautiful. Because again, this is you stepping into your own power and stepping up for your inner child. And this is going to segue into step three, which is integration. I talk a lot about this on my TikTok. I do a lot of parts work examples, which I need to do more. They're definitely going to come, but it's to see that the part of you that has been hurt, that feels abandoned, that feels rejected, and the part of you, like your ego, basically the one that would be standing up for these parts of you, you start to have this trusting relationship. You start to build confidence. And now the parts of you that feel rejected and abandoned feel like, I don't really even need to feel like this because my other half of me or my other parts of me have actually expressed to me what it actually is, which is this man might not be able to see you, but this does not mean that you are not worthy of being seen. This is the type of things that you will learn how to tell yourself when you actually, once you start to feel rejection or abandonment come up because you're going to be showing up for yourself. You're going to understand from your past, like for me, Listen, you might be feeling very rejected right now, but it doesn't mean that's a full the full story. This man might be nervous in this date and maybe he's talking about himself a lot. Maybe it's just the fact that you feel with every relationship that you get into that you're not seen, but that's not the full story because truthfully, you're just coming from a place of really not feeling seen. But like I said, it's not every man is not the same. Like like stuff like that, you're going to be telling your your parts that feel that first ever felt this rejection and the more that you do that the more integration that you're going to have within you you're going to integrate these parts of feeling like I trust myself anytime that I feel this negative emotion I know that I'm going to be there for myself and I'm going to have a part of me stand up for myself which is basically like you're standing up for your inner child it's the same way as if you had a child and that was crying about something like let's say you had a child who came home from school and it was crying because um, they got made fun of instead of you telling them like, oh, okay, just, just don't, don't work. Just like stop crying about it. Instead, you would actually be sitting with that child and being like, it's totally fine. You might feel like that now, but 
just because somebody's making fun of you doesn't mean that you actually did anything wrong or anything is wrong with you. These kids are only saying this because of that. Like that's showing up for yourself and that's exactly what you'd be doing for your own, your own parts. And so I'm actually going to read you guys a journal entry that I had written kind of, I think, revolving around this like daddy issue situation. And yeah, I'm just going to read it to you so you can kind of understand like or see how it is that I I would talk to myself, my inner parts that are feeling very, let's say, rejected or abandoned or not seen in any type of relationship. So when I journal, I basically, I step outside of myself kind of like in a mental way and I basically talk to the part of me that is hurting very badly. So like I, I give it room to feel all of the emotions and I talk to myself. And so this this was me talking to the part of me that did not feel seen, I believe. <laughs> you have been taught that you are not worthy of being seen, but it is not the truth. You are worthy. It's just your father was unable to see that, which made you believe it was something about you. You thought, like, if I could just be a better kid, then he would see me and love me. If I just listened more, he would see me and he would love me. But it honestly didn't matter what you did because he was incapable of seeing you. He was incapable of loving you the way that you needed. But that was not your fault. Can you see how it was never about you? It's never been about you. Now I'm going to pause here because I I think it's very crucial when you're talking to your inner parts, it's important for you to acknowledge that this part is feeling unseen, but also that can you see it's not about you? Like kind of just giving it some, shedding some light and some perspective. Like again, you're having a conversation as you can kind of see. I'm having a conversation with my parts. I'm trying to make my part understand that it never was about me because it never is really, it really is not about you. Like no matter how good of a kid that I was, which I was a very good kid. I was very, very like, oh, I listened to all of the rules. I really didn't do bad things. Like I did all of the things and I still didn't get the love that I should have received from somebody. But that was just because he was incapable of knowing how to show me that love. But I took on it, like I took that as, well, maybe if I just did better things, if I was just a better kid, that like he would show me more love. And it never, it was never about that. It was never about how much I could or could not do. Anyways, moving back into this diary entry, (laughs) I guess. You have so much to see, but not everyone is capable of seeing it. And isn't that annoying? Isn't that annoying and tiring when all your life you have felt unseen? And I'm going to pause here again because it's important for you to acknowledge to your part of you that, yes, I am angry right now. I am actually really annoyed that I have so much for people to see about me and nobody's seeing it. And this goes back to step one about just surrendering and just like letting out every negative emotion that you might feel or any shameful emotion or anything that you're feeling. Let it out. Yeah, you know what? I am a great freaking girl and nobody is seeing that right now. Like let it out. All right, let's continue. (laughs) And then I go to say, which is piggybacking off of what I was saying about allowing myself to feel these emotions was you play a part in this now though. 
you must stop suppressing the disappointment and sadness that not being seen has made you feel. You have to stop because it's still and it will always be a part of you if you do not. You have to accept and own it. You have to do this so that you can gain back your control in life in which who can see you and who can't. You have to consciously choose whether you want to be around people like your dad or men who want to see you. When you become conscious, you gain your ability to choose the people that you want to be around. You gain your power. You show your inner parts that it was never about you and you've always been worthy of being seen. This is just a part of your journey that you are going to have to work through. So that was like one of the entries out of a million thousand that I've done before. So I want to talk about that last part in the diary entry because this is something that I feel I'm pretty proud of myself for and that is kind of owning that at the end of the day I'm going to be the only person that is going to fully reparent myself and fully take responsibility of um, whether I want to continue to be in this type of um, relational pattern with men or if I want to change it. Unfortunately, I can't change the fact that I had this relationship with my father, but what I can do is recognize my patterns and recognize what I didn't get in childhood and try to, of course, meet my needs and be there for myself and kind of see what it is that I truly need from a man. Because this is another thing. It's like, I'm going to need to clearly be with a man who wants to see me and wants to acknowledge me and have interest in my life, but I also needed to actually own that part within me first so that I don't keep continuously becoming a match to these men. It's important for us to realize that once we start really working through our daddy issues, let's say, we have to make the conscious decision to not look at every man as somebody who is going to reject us or going to abandon us or going to not see us. And this is something that I've now moving into like more mature relationships in my life that I have to kind of uh, remind myself and catch myself Um, instead of allowing myself to go into this narrative of automatically this guy doesn't see me, I have to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, of course, like, like you're going to start to become very, very good at knowing the type of guys who like really want to see you or not, like who are interested in you or not, like, especially on dates and stuff like that. Like you're going to be better at that because you're going to be feeling emotions when they come up and you're going to be picking probably better mates and all of these things. But also like, you don't want to get in your way and just think like, okay, well, every man is going to be like this. So if you have been working on your daddy issues and let's say the feeling of rejection or abandonment or not being seen in a relationship starts to come up, you want to start to question these these thoughts and these beliefs that you have around this situation. Is it like, does this guy really not see me or am I just telling myself that? Because unfortunately, these types of beliefs and patterns usually convince us that people are all inherently not interested in us and don't want to be with us and I understand I feel like I'm sure some of you who have been in patterns the same type of pattern in relationships you're kind of like oh the next relationship is going to be the same thing it's like every guy I date is going to not see me but I also don't think that's very helpful because you're you're staying in this energy of being scared that this person is going to reject you. So, you know, you want to do the best that you can. I think 
again, the most important thing is to transform this type of suppressed emotions that you feel deep within you, but also to kind of keep a positive light here, like give yourself the chance, give somebody else the chance to actually um, show you that things are different and show you that the, the universe can be completely different and really bring, bring you into the space of of seeing um, or meeting men that actually do want to see you. And most likely, if you keep working through these daddy issues, like I said, you're most likely not going to be becoming a match to men in your life that don't want to fully get to know you. But the thing is, you might still carry that belief within you. So the universe is going to try and, and teach you more lessons because they always, it always does. And so that's when you want to try and catch yourself like, okay, does this guy really not see me or is it just my belief, you know? And you will get better at that. Like I said, building self-trust and confidence within yourself comes from just over time, you showing up for yourself, you not ignoring the feelings that, that reside within you, whether that's in a relationship or a friendship or anything like that, the more you sit with yourself and the more that you become more present with yourself the more you will build that confidence and trust within yourself to really discern whether this person is really here for the right intentions or not so I think that's been my journey with my daddy issues I guess like I mean I could totally go into more episodes and I'm sure more things will come up but at the end of the day I just felt like basically every type of relationship that I was getting in was the same type of thing. It was me doing everything for them, me, my mood being completely determined on how they treated me or their text message or their tone or, um, you know, whether they were giving me reassurance and things like that. And again, it's important for you to know that attachment type of style that you have. And um, if you're in this type of, (laughs) I guess, attachment style right now, just know that the more you do work, inner child work, and the more you show up for yourself, like I keep saying, I promise you that you will get better at being in relationships and where it will feel a lot more normal and a lot more secure. And even if you do have these fears coming up, like you won't feel so, um, sorry, so consumed with this other person. Cause at the end of the day, it's like in these relationships that I was in, I was completely just abandoning myself. I was abandoning any feeling that I was feeling. I, I threw a lot of, even my personal routines out the window, anything that I wanted in my life or my goals, I kind of just like put it to the side because I wanted love so desperately. This is something that I think is really important for women who maybe had the same type of story that I have had or just independent women or just whatever. Anyone who's on a self-love journey, I think it goes beyond just learning how to love yourself. I really, really believe that we are here on this earth to connect and to love each other and step into this feminine energy of just 
just connection and creation. And I think over time we've we've learned how to really suppress this part within us and to ignore and even almost deny this part within us and I think it's just it's important for you to surrender to the fact that you most likely really want love and you want validation and you want acceptance from not only a man but you want it from people and the problem is is the person who didn't get it, give us that the most in our relationships in childhood is going to be the person that we really want to get that from the most. And even our adulthood, maybe it's you still don't get that from not even your your um, father or your parents, but anyone. And I think it's just important to not ignore that. You're not a bad person and it's not cringy and it's not weird and it's just a normal human need to want love and affection and attention. And as much as being on a self-love journey, you can learn how to give that to yourself. Like I've been telling you, you know, you're going to show up for yourself and be talking to yourself and allowing yourself to cry and journaling and all of these things. You need other people in your life. You need people to see you. That is very important for survival is to know that you are a part of a pack. You are a part of a community. You are a part of people's lives. So don't ever deny this this need and this want for validation and acknowledgement. And depending on your attachment style or whatever it is that you want to call it, um, you're going to probably feel a little ashamed. You're probably going to be kind of upset at yourself maybe at some point being like, like for me, for example, I used to think like, I'm 26 years old or well, when I was younger, like let's say 24, 25 years old. Why do I, why do I feel so dysregulated when a guy is not in a good mood or, um, when I don't get a compliment or when he's not asking me something like I shouldn't be feeling this way. But the, the truth is what you're feeling is very valid and don't feel ashamed if you feel these things there's going to be people maybe in your life that tell you you shouldn't feel this way like grow up mature but the problem is is we are all children we're actually very young children within us at all times and especially if you didn't get the the parenting that you truly needed as a child you are still operating from that same type of childlike energy you're just really good at suppressing it so don't ignore these feelings that you have within you 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 deserve it your inner child deserves it for you to stand up and to own these feelings and work through them of course I will always say to you guys if you need it go to therapy work through this stuff do the best you can I'm always going to be here for you guys to talk to you guys but of course I'm not no therapist so that can only do so much but yeah, I think that's it for today's episode. I feel like we could go into more of this daddy issue situation. Maybe I can even do like a Q&A. I feel like maybe I can do a Q&A on um, kind of like more in terms of relationships and dating. I think that would be kind of fun. So maybe if you guys if you're listening, let me know on DMs on Instagram or even TikTok. Let me know what you want to hear. Of course, I love to hear it. If y'all want to give me a five-star review, I would love you to the moon and back. If you did, if you didn't, I still love you, but it would help a girl out, you know. And yeah, keep let's keep the conversation going on TikTok, Instagram. Um, my 
username is on all platforms, the Glow Up Secrets. I keep wanting to say the Glow Up Secrets podcast, the Glow Up Secrets. And yeah, that's a wrap. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Also, since this podcast episode is coming out on Sunday, happy Valentine's Day for Monday. If anyone is doing anything, whether you're with a partner or by yourself, Um, happy Valentine's Day. I know some people hate it. Some people love it. I think it's cute. It is what it is. You can do whatever you want with whoever you want (laughs) on that day. You definitely don't need to have a romantic relationship. I'll see you guys in the next one. I love you. I love your inner child. Please start showing up for yourself. You will never, never, never regret this type of work that I constantly like to talk about on my platforms. I love you and I will see you next week.